Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Surrender is at the essence of, of how I live and what I teach. But, um, you know, that doesn't make it easy for me. And, you know, you, you teach what you need to learn, which is what uh, a dear teacher often said. The most profound changes and, and miracles in my own life have, have come through my own surrender. Um, and that continues to this day. And I, I notice that because twice each week, not that these are the only times I surrender, believe me, um, I come together with people for, for Terea meditation. And before we go into the meditation time, I do a talk, a giving a teaching for that day. And I never know what it will be. But I, I tune in before I start the, the, the meditation time. And really, I'm speaking in the moment because I'm needing to surrender to what is needed and what is being given to me that day. As, as we're going to explore today, that is something that's so profound to me is that surrendering to one's own inner guidance is an act of courage and of love. Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute, which is home of the quantum connection process. You can head there to the Baca Institute to discover your own unique connection with your, your quantum um, connection essence, your own style, by taking the quiz that's there. Because we're each designed to connect directly with source differently, uniquely in our own way. And knowing your own style opens that deeper connection with the universe and with that source of wisdom. Really, it's the secret to creating what you want, what you truly want in your life, because who you are is exactly who is needed. My guest today is Coot Blackson. He is a transformational teacher, speaker, visionary, guide, and national best-selling author of two books, You Are the One and The Magic of Surrender. That's why I'm talking about surrender. He's winner of the 2019 Unity New Thought Walden Award. He is considered a next-generation leader in the field of personal development. His mission is simple and profound, I will add, to awaken and inspire people across the planet to access inner freedom, to live authentic, authentically, and fulfill their true life's purpose. Welcome, Coop, to Wisdom Talk Radio. I'm really glad you're here. Thanks for having me. So we could begin in all sorts of different places, but maybe we should just bring, begin with, you know, how does one begin to surrender for, for the way in which you think about it? Where, where do you start? Yeah, I think we have to just even set the context so that we can all be in sync in the conversation together on well, what is surrender? Because when we say surrender, mm -hmm. um, what I think of as surrender and what someone else might think of as surrender or, or, or what our culture has traditionally thought of as surrender uh, is there's so many misconceptions about surrender. Mm -hmm. And it's something that may be on the spiritual path we've heard about. We have a sense of, oh, I should surrender, but we don't, you know, I should surrender, but we resist it. And so 
we can get into why that is as well. And so I would just say, you know, with all the misconceptions of surrender, this idea that surrender is weak, that surrender is passive, that surrender is waving the white flag, that surrender is giving up, that if you surrender, you're going to be a doormat, you're going to be a victim, you're going to be taken advantage of, you you won't, you'll be left behind, you won't mm-hmm. manifest your goals, your dreams, your desires. If you surrender, you're going to get less in life. And so with the, these ideas about surrender, it's like, who would want to surrender? It doesn't sound very inviting or exciting or inspiring, you know? And so uh, I think we resist in so many ways. And and so um, to me, I say, like, if you really understood the real essence of surrender, what if you didn't get less in life? Mm-hmm. But what if you actually got more, more than you could have imagined, more than you could have planned, more than you could have visualized, more than you could have written in your journal, more than you could have intended with your limited ego's capacity to imagine what was possible for your life. And so I believe that real surrender, which we'll get into, is the most powerful thing that we can do. Mm -hmm. It is the process of life itself, the purpose of life itself. Real surrender is the real secret to manifestation. Real surrender is... If you look at the great ones, Jesus, Buddha, mm-hmm. Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Muhammad, Martin Luther King, uh, Mandela, uh, um, who else? Uh, Bruce Lee, Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali, in, in their own ways, right? Mm-hmm. They all mm-hmm. surrendered themselves to to life, to their souls, to the that purpose that was bigger than themselves, to the universe, to the divine to the, the deepest truth inside of them, in that surrender, they all transcended their human limitations. And I think they tapped into another dimension of life and mm-hmm. potential of life. And that's when life was able to use them and express through them and, and live them. And that's when many miracles happened through them because it wasn't them that was doing it of their own limited selves. Exactly. It was life that was flowing through them. And I, I think that's where the magic happens. And so surrender is a, it's a letting go of control just so that we can kind of have a conversation. It's a letting go of control. It's a letting go of the of the, the illusion that we are in control, really. <laughs> right, right. It's a, it's a letting go also of, of our expectations. It's a yes. letting go of how we think things are supposed to be or, could, yeah. or even could be. Yeah, it's a letting go of who we think that. we should be. Uh, how who how, who we think other people should be it's when we stop trying to force and manipulate life to fit our limited idea of how we think it should be so that we can be available and open it's a taking the limitations off of life so that we can be available open to allow life in its intelligence to show you to allow life in its magic and intelligence to reveal itself and i think that's that's the possibility of surrender. And so mm-hmm. the old paradigm, I think, in how we've been conditioned is, is the ego-based model of living life, which sure. is about like... We've been educated. We've been taught. We've been, you know, you have to push. You have to struggle. Yes, yes. Know what you want. Get clear on what you want. What do you want? What do you want? What do you... And the thing is, you, you can manifest that way. Yes, yes. And you can manifest great things, mm-hmm. but often it will still be limited because the ego, which we can also get into, the ego, that, that which we kind of believe ourselves to be and have become mm-hmm. so identified with, is in and of itself limited 
and condition. And so you might achieve what you thought you wanted only to realize that what you thought you wanted was just what you thought you wanted based on who you thought you were. And those goals mm -hmm. and dreams were kind of projections, you know, of the unmet needs of the ego. And then you don't mm -hmm. feel truly happy. And so in surrender, we, to me, it's asking a different question, not just what do I want? Because who is this I? What do I want is, mm -hmm. is, is a limited question. It's asking a question of like, what is it that life is seeking to express to me? What is my soul seeking to manifest? What is the deepest impulse of, of my being, my truth seeking to express and to feel that, to attune to that, to be still and listen and align with that? Be, be, then you can bring your ego and your mind and your humanity and your person. Sure, in that's how we're going to create. But, yeah, but so you bring up something that's so powerful and so important, I believe. And because so much has been written about, talked about, about manifestation. Okay. And, and yet there's a limited quality to that when we, when we aim to manifest something in particular. Uh -huh. And I, you know, because there's something of doing that, that, that says to the universe, well, uh, this is my, you know, this is my picture. And I think it's really, really big, but I'm not opening to your picture of what, of how you life or life itself, it's not a you, but how life wishes to yeah. really make itself known and manifest through me. I, I, I think we can manage, we can in, you know, man, want to manifest something particular. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that's the issue because you might have, no, that's not what you, I mean. might cap, you might capture a vision for yourself, mm -hmm. for your life, for your book or for, for something. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it kind of emerges. It's like, Oh, this particular thing. And, and, and so you can go after that and give a hundred percent. It's that, we get so attached to that particular thing, right. which is what I think you're right. trying to say. You know, it's also so we get attached to the way in which it's supposed to happen because I was given this, especially with inspiration. Yeah. Oh, I was inspired. Great. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we have to keep tuning into that. It seems to me to, to adjust, to pivot, to yeah. refine. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. It's the attachment that is the suffering. It's the, it's when we get so attached to the idea, to the relationship, to the person, to the thing, mm -hmm. we, we, we hold so tightly that we're no longer available. We're no longer open. We're no longer receptive to life's guiding us when the truth is sometimes our goals are really evolutionary in nature. The goal that you have is kind of mm -hmm. an evolutionary carrot that makes you go in a direction and we get so attached to it's the thing but it was really the journey that we had mm -hmm. to go on in order to grow and evolve and learn the lessons that that goal that we thought was the goal was not really <laughs> the goal. It was just the, the evolutionary trajectory that we need in order to grow and become the person that mm -hmm. was capable of the real thing. But we're not able to see the real thing because we're so focused on the goal when the real thing is really out to the right or beyond mm -hmm. our current ego's capacity to even imagine. Mm -hmm. Many of our goals and dreams are beyond our current level of, of consciousness and capacity to imagine. And so we just want what we want rather than saying stay mm -hmm. open and available. So surrender is the availability. It's the openness. That's why it's the openness to allowing life to show us. And I think that's when the magic happens. I love it. Surrender is availability. Yeah. So... I want to ask this question. It's probably a question that you get, but I, I feel like it's maybe coming from a different place. I'm not sure. sure. Um, and this is not meant to, I, I don't mean to offend you. You're young. No. 
You're young, okay, compared to me. <laughs> so, so how how have you come to this place? Because I feel like this is really deep wisdom. How have you come to this place of understanding this about availability, about freedom, about surrender? That you speak with with inner knowing. And yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't speak from theory of reading. No, no, no. I mean, you I speak, speak from yes, I speak. I speak yes. from just my own life experience mm-hmm. and sharing. Like I know surrender works mm-hmm. because I've lived it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll just, in a nutshell, share just a bit about my background and, and okay. maybe ha- and, and what inspired the book. Mm-hmm. From a very young age, uh, you know, I was born in Ghana, West Africa. My father's from Ghana. My mother's Japanese. But from a very young age, my first memories were two things. I always felt a deep calling to help people. Like I would feel people suffering very deeply. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to alleviate that suffering. I was six years old, you know, seven years old. And so I felt very connected to people. And, you know, my first memories as a young boy, I remember being lost in the crowd, thousands of people. And I saw a crippled woman crawling, literally crippled. This is in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Walk, crawling on the floor. And she picks up the sand, the gravel that this man walks on, wipes it on her face and stands up. And so week after week, I grew up seeing blind people see and deaf people hear and people stand up out of wheelchairs. The same man whose sand she picked up will look at a woman in a wheelchair and say, why are you in this wheelchair? Stand, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. St- stand up. And she was like, but I, I haven't walked in, you know, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Do you believe? There's a power inside of you. Stand up. And so this man was my father. Mm-hmm. And he built 300 churches in Ghana, West Africa, a huge church in London, was actually very spiritual and mystical. Mm-hmm. And had a real, went to India in the 60s and had kind of enlightenment experience. So I grew up in this environment where my mother was Buddhist and my father was a Christian mystic, so to speak. <laughs> and, and so I grew up in this context where it, it was normal to me. You know, yeah, the extraordinary was ordinary. And, and, and the sense of surrender I was, and trusting life was, was really normal. At age eight, I started speaking in my father's churches. He threw me in the audience. And at 14, I was ordained. And, and I would say my first, or one of my conscious first experiences of surrender was I was ordained at 14. I knew that was not my path. I was supposed to be my father's successor, but I was too afraid. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, you know, I was 14, was 14. Wisdom, but I'm a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I w- my fear was if I spoke my truth to my father, I would be abandoned. I would lose the relationship. So for four years, I tried to be who I thought I needed to be in order to be loved and validated and get my father's approval. But when I turned 18, I felt something deeper calling me. Yeah. I looked into my future and I saw that I could take over his church. I could be successful by the world standards. But if I didn't have myself and if I didn't have my soul, what do I have? You know, and I felt this deep, unexplainable for a 17, 18 year old kid, this unexplainable pull to come to the U.S., to mm-hmm. come to America, to come to California. Because when I would read as a kid, I grew up reading, you know, 700 self-help books until I was 18. Mm -hmm. And all of the modern day authors, Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Deepak Chopra, they lived in San Diego, Los Angeles, (laughs) Southern California. So for me, this was the Mecca. And so my soul said, go to Los Angeles. Sometimes what your soul guides you to do doesn't make sense to your logic. I understand. It's not always Mm -hmm. convenient. So I said, okay. 
And long story short, I had the conversation with my father. I mean, this was radical surrender. Thing. I renounced everything. Mm. Everybody was mad. I had the conversation with my father. We didn't speak. I, sur- I just, I let go yeah. of what I thought was to just embrace what could be and what I felt, but I didn't know what it would look like. And uh, so, of course not. That's, <clears throat> that's, that's really, is that correct? That, that's ability. That surrender. And, and mm-hmm. so, you know, I ended up, you know, kid with no money, no education. Mm-hmm. I ended up winning a green card in the green card lottery. <laughs> and that's what, literally, and that's what enabled me to come mm-hmm. to the U.S. with two suitcases, $800 in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I began a journey in L.A. not knowing one person and simply living life, trusting my intuition and trusting guidance and it was hard and it was difficult and there was sometimes a question but through the process of living and seeing how life had a way of unfolding in ways that I couldn't imagine the best things in my life that I didn't even plan and things I thought were weren't and just through the process mm-hmm. of life I began to trust I began to surrender in some very difficult I was homeless I was broke I mean the list goes on and in 2016 I think everything came full circle when my mother was diagnosed with stomach cancer and she mm. was the person I loved the most. I had just got off the Larry King show. He was an idol of mine. Mm-hmm. The next day I get this phone call. Your mother has stomach cancer. Life has a way of humbling you. Mm-hmm. And I began flying back and forth from LA to London. My mother lived in London literally every month for a week to be with her in her chemo sessions. And I would just, sit with her and hold her hand. And we would just talk about life and nothing. And, and, and it was the first time in years since I was a kid that I got to just be with my mom. And it was so magical and profound that I thought, wow, what, why did I wait till she was dying to have this moment? Mm-hmm. Then the doctor said, and I think this is where the seed for the book was planted. The doctor basically said to us, get your affairs in order to my mother because mm-hmm. you know, you're going to die. Could be days, weeks, it's not years, but it's months. So prepare yourself. I looked my mother in the eyes and I said two things. Number one, are you afraid? And she said, I'm not afraid. She looked me back and said, I'm not afraid because I know I'm not this body. Mm-hmm. This body is really a temporary vehicle for, for my soul. And so when I'm gone, I will be with you, guiding you from the other side. Mm-hmm. And even when she passed away, I saw so many miraculous unfoldings happen that I cannot explain. And, and then I looked my mother in the eyes and I said, what can I do for you as your son in your final days? Because I felt like I love my mother, but then I realized, like the only regret I had in that moment was not spending more time with my mom. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I want to be a good son in these final days. And I said, what can I do for you? What can I buy for you? Where do I, where do you want to go? And she said to me, something that really changed my life. She said to me, there's nothing I want. There's nothing I need. All I want is what God wants for my life. Mm -hmm. And the simplicity of that statement hit me because I saw this little Japanese woman, my mom, this whole year of suffering, she went from healthy and vibrant to skinny and, and hair falling out and gaunt. And I'm like, my God, she's dying. Never once complained. Never once cursed life and God didn't felt like a victim. Truly joyous. And I saw that she wasn't attached to life. 
she wasn't attached to living. She wasn't attached to dying or resisting that. She was just surrendered to the highest unfolding for her soul. And I saw in that moment, in the face of her mortality, the password to her freedom mm. was that she was surrendered. And that's when I saw once again, the power of surrender, you know, and, and, and so my life, there's been so many experiences and stories I could tell you gladly of, mm -hmm. of, of, of moments when I thought, you know, I had another experience when COVID hit and all, all, all hell broke loose and I ended up moving from LA, which I was so mad at the universe for and I ended up going to Phoenix, which I was so, which I had a house there, but I didn't want to live in Phoenix. <laughs> then I moved from Phoenix to Miami. Like, I didn't want to, why, why the hell am I doing this? Was guided to sell my house in Phoenix, mm -hmm. moved to Miami, long story short, ended up receiving an inner guidance, the inner guidance while I was in Miami. Cause I was thinking about, Oh, now I'm close to, I'm in Miami. I'm close to Latin America. Let me travel there. Mm -hmm. This inner guidance. I kid you not. This inner guidance, Laurie said, go to Brazil. I was in Egypt doing an event. Go to Brazil. Mm -hmm. What? Surrender. I surrender no, to it. No. This is, I this is so not unfamiliar to me. It's so. Yes. Right. I, I surrendered to it. Mm -hmm. I went and to you Brazil. don't know. You, you don't know. know. Doesn't make sense to your mind because the deeper intuition is coming from a deeper dimension than your logic, than your personality. Yes. Long story short, I ended up going to Brazil within six days. I met the woman that would be my wife. <sighs> met the woman that would be my wife, the love of my life. Now I have a child. Surrender. And so I've seen in the moments where literally with no net, things make no sense in mm -hmm. just following that. Because, you know, it's also come through many experiences of not listening, you know, right. not trusting, <laughs> not listening, and then hitting my head against the wall, falling down, mm -hmm. breaking my neck metaf metaphorically and going, this is so painful that eventually the pain wasn't worth it. The pain of not listening, the consequence of not listening to that inner guidance was just, it was no longer worth it. And so through a lot of pain mm -hmm. and shall I say, ass kicking from the universe, um, I just finally said, you know what, let me surrender. And that, that was how I began to trust. You know, here's the thing. All of us as human beings, it, 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 if we think about it, we're having this conversation. You're here. I'm here. Everyone listening here. We're breathing. We're not sitting here going, breathe, breathe, breathe. It's just happening. We it's ate food this morning. There's an intelligence that is... Digest it. I had a smoothie. There's an intelligence that's digesting the smoothie. It's like, how is it that my hand doesn't turn into a smoothie? You don't, you don't need a PhD in biochemistry to tell the gas yes. where to go. It, no. So, so what is this intelligence? It's mm -hmm. you. It's me. It is, it is what is living 8 billion people. It is what is functioning, the sun, the star, the moon. And so in a certain way, how do we not trust? Mm -hmm. How do we... How do we not surrender every day the sun shines, every day the moon's there, mm -hmm. every day oxygen? It's like life is giving us proof yes. in so many so ways. we be foolish to not trust, to not, to not trust. We trust Siri, <laughs> Siri, more than we trust our soul, more than we trust the divine. Yeah. Siri says, turn left. We turn right. left. We don't question. Turn right. We turn right. But the moment we feel that inner guidance. Right. Well, and, and I have people actually practice that 
to pick a spot on the map and then pay attention to your inner guidance. Tune in. See, do I turn right or do I turn left? And see how it is to start to learn how to follow that which we are all given. We all have that. We don't need Siri. We have an inner Siri. We have an inner Siri, exactly. An inner GPS. Yeah. 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 So through a lot of pain in life, through a lot of heartbreak of not Mm -hmm. listening, I think that that started orienting me to listening. And then I started seeing life show me, life show me, life show me, life show me. And that's what gave me more and more courage to just surrender. So, but it's not, or maybe it is, let me, maybe I should ask it rather than state it. To me, it's not a a one and done. In other words, I surrender. Now I trust. Now my teacher was like that. She, she trusted from such an early age and she could hear, she Mm. could hear that guidance. And her life was just, was a series of magic and miracles. Mm. And uh-huh. I strive for that or, or yes. I intend the process for process of life is life. Yeah. Oh. And then I, you know, in a moment I forget in a moment I doubt. Yeah. And I, and when I feel that doubt, it feels, it doesn't feel good. It actually yes. feels pretty awful. Yes. And I, and if I, if I override, it feels pretty awful because I yeah. see that the effect of that. Yes. And yeah, can you speak to that, that, that? You know, that, that, what that is for you, that, that it's not, okay, now I've learned how to surrender and, you know, here I am. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's a process of life, you know, a process of listening. I, I tell people, you don't have to know where you're going in order to get mm-hmm. to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you don't have to be like, oh, I surrender fully. But all you have to do is just, just take a step. Just yeah. take a step. Just take another step. Just, what I had to learn from my own experience was mm-hmm. I learned to stop questioning this intuition. Uh, Sometimes the intuitive kind of sense doesn't always come as like a loud siren bell, like <laughs> right. follow the sign to the left. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a very subtle sensation in your body, like mm-hmm. something's off here. Or it's a very subtle thing, stay away from this person. But we don't listen. We The mind questions, or go to Brazil, go to Miami. Go, and we, but, I can't but, afford that. I can't why? do that. But why? Call, mm-hmm. call Laurie. But why? I haven't spoken. Just call. So what I had to learn, what I had to learn was... When I feel that sense of, mm, you know, so there's a sense, there's a frequency. Mm-hmm. I got to the point where I just stopped questioning. I stopped needing to know why and analyze and what it meant. See, the mm-hmm. ego is constantly trying to understand what something is. I want in to order, know. <laughs> in order to, to, to control, because we think if I can know and control, if I can know what something is, then I can be in control. If I can be in control, then I won't get hurt again. Exactly. If I don't know, then I'm going to go into the unknown and mm-hmm. some bad things might happen. I don't want bad things to happen. So what does this mean? And why is this happening? And, what, and how do I make this happen? And so I just had to learn. And I would invite people. You don't need to understand what something mm-hmm. is, but just follow it. Literally, turn left. People ask me, why are you turning left? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. We have to give up the need to know. We have to give up the, the need to look good. And the need well, to that's, the, that's the key piece right. because yes. I grew up having to, having to know, having to control. Um, I didn't think about it as control, of course. But certainly what was, what was acknowledged about me was not my intuitive sense, not my yes. wisdom, but how smart I was. 
Yes. And yes. so, okay, if that's how I get the accolades, I'll do that. But yes. that left me feeling so empty, so alone, really. Mm-hmm. And and this other place of of trusting guidance, of knowing that yes. there is this inner presence. Yes. Means I'm never alone. Yes. And you know, it, I'm going to give an example that I think will be very direct for people. Okay. It's a very direct example that I'm going to prove that we all have it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to prove that we've all surrendered. And I'm going to prove in the next minute that it's what we all want. Because some people might be thinking, ah, this sounds great. I include having this conversation. They're spiritual folk. You don't even have to be spiritual. Right. If everyone... If you think about your most beautiful, it doesn't have to be the most beautiful either. You think about a beautiful sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. You think about a beautiful love-making exchange that you've had with your lover, with your husband, with your spouse, with, with that person, and kissing, love-making, exchanging, sharing energies together. If you just, everyone, think about the most beautiful or a beautiful moment, was it because... You came to the lovemaking, you came to the bedroom, you came to the lovemaking encounter with an iPad full of strategy. Okay, a business plan for the next encounter. Okay, honey, I want you to lie on the bed exactly 90 centimeters off the bed. Then you're going to kiss me at minute, you know, 12, 12.04, and then at 12.04.35, then you're going to do this. Then, no, what, what, why is it, why is it so ecstatic? Why do we enjoy it so much? Why is it so blissful? Why do we want to have that exchange to connect, obviously? But why is it so blissful? Because we surrender. Because we let go. We don't know what's going to happen in the next moment. (laughs) We're just in sync with each other and just trusting the unfolding, responding to our partners. And the more we let go, the more blissful it is. And that's why when we really have that encounter, it's blissful. So if lovemaking is like that what would happen if we live life that way it's like life making and i think that's the invitation so we've all had those moments mm-hmm. in in the lovemaking example and so i just invite people to just open to that because it's what we want why 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 you know maybe when we were younger why did we get drunk and just drink or do mm-hmm. drugs why because when we would you know, trying to get to let go of control. Yes, we were trying to let go of the control, trying to, Mm -hmm. oh, I feel looser, I feel more courageous, I feel freer to be myself for a moment. And then we have to do it again and do it again. So what we're seeking is a letting go. What we're seeking is that surrender. And and, and so it's what we want, you know, it's what Mm -hmm. we want. And Mm -hmm. so I think we just have to acknowledge that it's, it's the ego that perceives sense of what we believe ourselves to be. So, so it's the ego that that resists surrender. It's yeah, the ego that 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 resists surrender because surrender for the ego feels like a death and the it's ego's true. job. Yes, it's what yes. we think we're supposed we think to hold on to. Yes. So so what is the difference then between letting go and surrender? You know, letting I, I I'm using letting go uh, uh, sort of synonymously uh, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. in okay. terms of surrender. You know? mm-hmm. But it's the ego that doesn't want to let go. Right. And because the ego's job is to protect you from getting hurt and also to reinforce its identity and existence. So when mm-hmm. you say let go 
for the ego. So, oh, I can't let go of <laughs> I can't let go of this old limiting belief that I'm not worthy because that's who I think I am. And if I'm no longer that, then who am I going to be? Mm-hmm. And even though be feeling and believing I'm unworthy is painful, at least I know the pain that I experience from this. But if I let go of being unworthy and no longer attract relationships that treat me this way, which mm-hmm. is comfortable because I know it, there's a safe zone and maybe opens the possibility of being well treated and who knows what might happen and who but knows I might get obliterated. I'm, I might have get broken hearted. I might <laughs> lose control. And so let me just hold on to the sense of who I am, even though it's suffering. But that value of not knowing the value of not knowing allows us to get comfortable with, with receiving. Yes. So that's the other thing that, that I, I speak about a lot is that, that availability to receive. So yes. when I'm in meditation or I'm doing meditation or you know, leading meditation, it's going into that stillness, not from the place of being passive. To me, it's not passive at all. Yes. It's a very active stance of I am available to receive to receive the guidance, to receive the energies, to receive, you know, what, how life wants to move through me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Surrender is not passive in the way, Mm -hmm. like people think, oh, surrender me just to what I just sit there and do nothing. Right. I just sit there, eat some Doritos and just like wait Mm -hmm. for, no, it is to feel the deepest impulse of what life is seeking to express to then align with that and then move into action without attachment. It might mean you work harder than you've ever worked. Yes. Gandhi wasn't lazy. Martin mm-hmm. Luther King wasn't lazy. Mandela, they, they work, maybe work, workaholics, they work nonstop in, in sync and that directed by a force of their soul towards a vision that was bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. And so surrender might mean surrendering to the deeper truth of what you're here to do that scares you. It might mean taking the action that scares you. It might mean waking up at 4 a.m. and doing the meditation, even though you don't feel like it. Because sometimes what we kind of, in the spiritual field, what we mistakenly think of a surrender, like, I'm just going to surrender and follow the flow. And, and whatever happens, happens. And yeah, so now, that's not whatever it. Hap- whatever happens, happens. So I just just ate uh, two tubs of haagen ice cream because I'm <laughs> surrendering. That's not surrender. That's being lazy. That's 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 and, so- yeah, and that's also yeah. personal will. Yes, that's that. That's that's like it is being controlled, allowing yourself to be controlled by your addictions and biology and limited ego by the limitations. That's personal will versus okay, God's will or life's will. Exactly, exactly. That's very. You know what I what I say because I like that you say personal will versus life's will. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I tell people, and this is kind of a deeper level sort of concept. The deeper I've gone, because you asked me, well, how did you and what? Mm -hmm. The deeper I go in my own personal evolution, the more I surrender, Mm. the less choice I have. Yes. The freer I feel. Yes. You know, whereas when we're in ego, the more choice we think we have, the more limited we are. Because as we grow and evolve, certain things that we used to be able to do and eat and hang out with, mm-hmm. it's just no longer in alignment with our vibration and where we're going. Right. And that's when we have to say, I could do it and feel terrible. I could do it and not evolve. And that's but choice. As we have, and that's, that's a choice. But if I really surrender, we have to now say, I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. No, because now we, we are surrendering 
to the deeper intelligence. We're surrendering to the deeper calling that is com- that is calling us, that is a deeper commitment. And so you're not just being run by the fleeting mood mm. feeling of the moment. Yes. And that's a thing. So sometimes yeah. you won't feel like doing something, but because you're surrendered to the vision, mm-hmm. you say, I'm going to do it even though I don't feel like it. I didn't feel like writing my book, just a, a confession. I understand that. Yeah. I, I, I never once felt like <laughs> sitting down and sitting down writing. I never felt like it, but I made myself because there was a deeper surrender to having an impact in people's lives, a deeper surrender to the people reading the book and transforming and the calling I felt. So I was never, I was never in the mood. If I just followed my mood, <laughs> there would be, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And, and mood is ego. Yes, it's a, it's a production of ego. And yes. it strikes me that as we learn how to trust and, and, and do that at a deeper and deeper level, we're, it's all about, for me, it's all about energy. It's all about vibration and yes. frequency. So if a situation that I used to love to do, oh my God, I love to do it. And I might still think, wouldn't that be great? But I go in the and the frequency of the situation yeah. really doesn't feel good. It's like it's yeah. instead of it being here where I am, it's here. And then I have yeah. to feel, you know, in a way, go down to that frequency level. And yet, what is it that will support us, our continual evolution? What is freedom? You know, mm. many times people say, oh, I want to be free, free, free. I'm a free being to do whatever I want, yeah. whatever, whenever I want, with whoever I want. Is that freedom or just being a slave to your conditioning? Yeah. And so I think real freedom is 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 something different. And and so I remember having a friend who, you know, she drank alcohol and wasn't an alcoholic, and nothing wrong with, you know, having a sip if you want, if that's your choice. There's no morality around it. I don't have any. But she realized that as she was evolving, the effects on wine and alcohol in her energy system, mm-hmm. there was an effect that she didn't feel great the next day. And that clouded her awareness, mm. her sensitivity, her intuition. It dulled some things that she could not be of the highest frequency of vibration to be of service as a healer. Mm-hmm. And even though she loved alcohol and loved the taste, <laughs> she had to surrender and make a choice this is no longer serving where my soul is going. This is no longer serving the direction mm-hmm. my soul is evolving. So I always say the next level of your life will require the next level of you, mm-hmm. which will require that you let go of that, which is no longer a vibrational match. Mm-hmm. But the thing is often we hold on to certain things out of comfort, out of familiarity, out of safety, and we block our evolution and blessing. And for me, I, what I've noticed over the years is sometimes something is appropriate and other times yes. it's not. So I really need to be in the moment. Sometimes it's absolutely okay for me to have a glass of wine. Because oh, it's, sure. it's a middle of, and I don't mean it from any morality, yeah. but yeah. from a place of celebration. Sure. But if I'm drinking out of something else, when I'm not yeah. in a place of celebration, I'm impacted so differently. Yeah. yeah, just for the example of my client, it's just that she realized whenever she did it, it just the, her vibra- for her her sensitivity it just wasn't working and so mm-hmm. I just wanted to give people a, an example of like in this situation surrender for her was saying no the exactly. deeper freedom for her was in saying no because her she vibration was a, her vibration was affected by this thing in a way that it was no longer worth it for her and right. that was a freedom 
that that's part of letting go and that's part of surrender yeah yeah it's different for everybody it, it, well, it's it's different for everybody, and I've I've seen people who adopt certain practices, and and what happens out of that is they get hooked by the practice, and they don't keep checking in. Okay, is this yes, still yes, what I need? Yes, yes. yes. Uh, it, is there something else? Right. So that that, that we are really being fluid with life, yeah, and with what life is offering to us. So, yes. um. Uh-huh. You have in your book, you have the surrender prayer that I quite loved. Mm. And um, and I forgot to ask you before we began whether, you know, you have it available or know it off the top of your head and whether you might be open to saying it. But I think. The S, yeah. The, the, anyway, I, I could well, say. No, what I was going to say is if you if it's there. Great. But if not, I would love to add it into the show notes because please, it, please. it is really quite beautiful. And uh, and. You know, and your book is really quite beautiful. It's 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 powerful. It's useful, um, and I think it will change a lot of lives. It was not the book I wanted to write. It was not the book I thought. And so this this just proves the point. It was not the book I thought I was going to write. I sat down one day, and I thought I would be smart. Mm-hmm. because I, my first book was a national bestseller. And I thought, oh, I want to create a mega national bestseller. Right. <laughs> I started writing all of these fancy ideas on a whiteboard and brilliant ideas. Maybe <laughs> one day I'll do them, but none of them, none of them felt authentic. Yeah. None of them felt true. None of them felt in alignment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could lie to myself and pretend, but none of them felt that way. And they'd and, be good and, from an intellectual standpoint. It was from it was from the ego and the mind. Yeah. Brilliant ideas, but it wasn't aligned. Yeah. And the only word on that whiteboard that felt a vibe energy, you said energy, the mm-hmm. energy to it, a resonance mm-hmm. was surrender. And that's when I thought, oh no, I don't know if I want to write about surrender. It's <laughs> about surrender. I have and to surrender that, to surrender. <laughs> and so I had to surrender to the book about surrender. Yes. And that's when I felt like it has, the book had a soul of its own. And I could, if I was honest, mm-hmm. I could feel the flow. I could yes. feel the vibe. I could feel the energy. And that's when I had to just let go and say, I'm going to trust it. You know? mm-hmm. and, and so, yes. Yeah. And that's yeah that that's helpful to me on so many levels because i i have a book that i almost finished quite a while ago mm. sitting on my computer and it's like okay now i've been told the, the energies have said you need to f- to finish that and i know or at least i have a feeling that as i get back into it it's going to change completely yes and it's yes. like yes. Oh, okay yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know that moment of where oh no i really don't want to do that and yeah. okay I'm yeah there. yeah yeah. So cute. This um, I, I want to keep going because there's more I want to ask you about. However, um, tell us, tell people how they can find you and what's coming up for you. Yeah. Um, depending on people listen to the conversation. Um, let's see. People can definitely get the book, The Magic of Surrender. Just go to Amazon, get the paperback version because it's updated. Um, for those that maybe are inspired by the conversation and you feel ready for your next level uh, in, 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 in a real life experience. Cause it's one thing to read, but another thing to go through a process uh, twice a year, I do a very special event to Bali. It's a 12 day immersion seminar training that I take people through a really profound experience that 
that gives you an experience of surrendering and sort of clearing away the la- the layers of conditioning, mm-hmm. connect, helping you connect to your authentic nature and catapulting you forward in the world to live your purpose. And so uh, one is, uh, I guess, the, depending on people listen, the next event is December the 5th through the 16th. Okay. And this will be my last uh, event that I'll ever do of this kind of event. I've done I've done for the last 10 years, I've done 20 of these events to Bali. Mm-hmm. It's called Boundless Bliss, the mm-hmm. Bali Breakthrough Experience. People can go to www.boundlessblissbali.com. That's boundlessblissbali.com. If people want to find out more about my work, just go to my main website, Coot, K-U-T-E, CootBlackson.com. Mm-hmm. They can find out more there. And Instagram, say hi. I'm, I'm hi. very active on there. Facebook, say hello. Coot Love Now on Facebook. Great, great. I love it. And um, I love also that you're saying this is the last one of this, because I, 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 as I've moved through my life for so many years, it's been a, I can't do this anymore. And I don't know what's next. And it's that in between place of being willing to be in, in the void. Yes. And not knowing. You haven't said you don't know what's next, but... Yeah, I mean, we're, 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 we're in the creation of what's next right now. So okay. a, a lot is about to emerge and be <laughs> I, shared I with the world. I bet. Okay. Thank you so much for Thank being you. here and for your presence and your willingness to share yourself. Thank you. And thank you to our listening and our viewing audience for being here with us live today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. And remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube. And here's a request and an ask. If you've enjoyed listening today, please leave us a review. Because when you do, that allows more people to access this kind of wisdom. And ultimately, this is what helps to transform the world. And for more about how to thrive with your personal quantum connection, take the quantum connection quiz now. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. Facebook.